Hey, everybody. This is kind of old home week for me. I know a lot of you, and a lot of you, of course, I don't. I'm Tom, Tom Reese, and uh, man, am I honored to be here today. Um, Bev and I, that's my wife over there, Bev, we moved to Emporia in 1996 and then uh, left in 2008, but uh, when we came in 1996, I can remember my first contact with Garen Forsyth. I was meeting with a group of evangelical pastors, Al was there, and, uh, and Garen came, and um, uh, I remember that Garen uh, asked me a question. I don't know if you've hung out with him much or not, but he asked a lot of questions. I remember the first question. He wanted to know what my biblical understanding was on baptism. I don't know why I remember that question, but I do. And ever since then, he, he always asked questions. I had coffee with him yesterday morning at Starbucks, and he has his smartphone in front of him, and he begins asking questions. Now, when he laid this, the thing down, on the, I, I happened to look at the smartphone, and it, he had written, this is a terrible idea, note to self, don't ever do this thing. <laughs> Not really. Garen is always gathering information. He's gathering sand to find the gold. That's part of part of who he is. I can remember the, uh, in the first year of the Interbeing Campus House, uh, my wife and I and five families started the Interbeing long ago, 1999. And, um, and I remember Garrett and Pat and the kids. Uh, it was some sort of open house we were having or something. And, uh, and I remember uh, particularly, I remember Kieran. He's about knee high to what he is right now. And uh, he was a live wire. He was running around, and I thought, boy, they have got their hands full with that little guy. But those kids, where are you? Where are you, kids? Hey there. <laughs> awesome. You know, I'm so proud of you kids. We used to be neighbors, you know, uh, alley neighbors. I watch you play back there. It's been really good. You guys are doing great. Well, I have a deep friendship with Garen. And, uh, you know, while I was here that uh, 12 years, much of it, I don't know how many we actually did it, but it was Garen, myself, and Jason that met every Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday morning. We'd meet somewhere, and uh, we'd read books together. We'd hold each other up in prayer. We would share with one another. We would express maybe frustrations are going on and joys and victories, all that. It was just really rich and wonderful. I am so happy to be here on this occasion. I am so happy for the kingdom of God. And I'm so happy for you all. See, Garen is a Clark Kent 
of the kingdom of God. Mild-mannered, unassuming. He's an under-the-radar kind of guy. But he is, and I am not exaggerating, he is the most powerful, fruitful minister of the good news of Jesus Christ that I have ever personally known. That's why I'm happy for you. And so, Garen, this is the first thing. May the same Spirit rest on you in this new ministry and role as it has in the last ministry and role. But you've got to ask for it. Remember the story of Elijah and Elisha. The thing that Elisha asked for as Elijah was about to be taken up, grant me the same spirit that you have. Elijah says, that's a big ask. We have to ask for things. James said, you do not have because you do not ask. And Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. The Lord, through Pastor Al, through the leaders here, through these last several months with John, have blessed you with a wonderful foundation, a platform for whatever God wants to do. It's a platform for growth, but what kind of growth will it be? Spiritual? Oh, I think so. Numerical? Probably. But don't get caught up in the numbers. Been there, done that, don't do it. Remember the ABCs of church. Attendance, building, and cash. And run. Don't worry about that. See, a church has a typical, many churches have a scorecard. And the biggest scorecard is how many behinds are in the chairs. That is way too small a story for the kingdom of God. He has way better plans for you and your body, Christ's body here. Rather, lead these people Lead them in lives filled with blessing. Blessing, that's uh, to bestow good on another person. Find a way to keep score on how many blessings are going out from this body. God's word just simply says for us to do good. And when he, does, when he says that, he's saying, be a blessing. Psalms 37 says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Paul wrote to the Galatians, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time he will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, 
As we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those belonging to the family believers. So, okay, doing good. <clears throat> Being a blessing. This is not complicated. There are millions of ways to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Just one. You know, when you go to Walmart. Be listening, be praying, be watching. Where's Jesus working? How can I join him? How can I participate with what he's doing right here and right now? And you meet somebody down an aisle, maybe you know them, you, and, and you recognize that maybe they're having a bad day. I mean, you can tell. Maybe you have a relationship with them. And, and so you ask them, how's it going? How's it going? And, you know, stuff just starts pouring out of them. They're, they're hurting or whatever the case may be. And then just don't say, well, I'm going to pray for you about that. Snuggle in and right there, pray for them. Bring the kingdom of God into the soup aisle. That's being a blessing. In so many other ways. So, May 12th Avenue, under your leadership, become known as that blessing church. Paul instructed Timothy, his young protege, he said, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant or nor to put hope in wealth, which is uncertain, but put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Isn't that a great line? Command them to do good. To be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. And then verse 19. In this way, in this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Being a blessing is at the center of God's heart. And when we are at the center of God's heart, we truly experience life. Garen, when you find you need more joy in your life, go be a blessing. And it's true for you as it is for all the followers. If you need more vitality, more purpose, if you need some relief from struggles, go help somebody. Now, I have not been instructed to challenge you folks, per se. That's, somebody else is going to do that. But I'll just say this. Garen will challenge you. Be challenged. He will teach you. Learn. He will lead you. Be led. He will pray. Pray with him. He will lead by example, follow. Paul had the audacity to the right to the Corinthian church. He said, follow me or imitate me as I imitate or follow Christ. Follow Garen as he follows Jesus. Finally, Garen. I want you to always remember that you are chosen. You are loved by God. 
And God takes pleasure in you for you. Not for what you can accomplish for Him. He loves you for you. You are simply loved, you're secure in Him, and you're released to minister out of His infinite love and grace. When things are going well, well, praise the Lord. But remember, He loves you anyway, always. Things aren't going well, He loves you. Things will not be perfect. You will not be perfect. I know you know that. So, let's talk about the bucket in the room. This is your bucket of grace. It's kind of an old bucket. A little bit rusty. It's been around. You've been around a little while. Garen, you come here to this sweet body of Christ with your bucket of grace. And right now, it's filled up. You know, you're in the honeymoon stage. It is overflowing with the grace that everybody has for you. But, you're going to make a mistake every once in a while. Slop a little grace out. You're going to make some changes that maybe somebody's not going to like. A little grace gets slopped out. You folks have got to keep pouring grace into his bucket. Garen, you have to hold your bucket out humbly to receive the grace of these good people. You all have a bucket. You too have a bucket of grace. You've got to keep pouring it in each other's bucket. And people will pour it in your bucket. We all need it. Because you see, if you slop too much out, and things get a little tough, and somebody looks down in your bucket, and it doesn't have much grace in it, then you're in trouble. So, this is your bucket of grace, buddy. So, I can tell you're not taking notes like you usually do, so I'm going to reiterate. <clears throat> Number one, ask for his spirit to lead you. I know you will, but do. Number two, be a blessing and lead others to do the same. Number three, remember you're loved and secure in him and you're released to minister out of his infinite love. God bless you, brother. Morning. Uh, it's my privilege to issue a challenge, or a charge to Garen. Um, and just want to read that um, to you, to him. Um, you can follow along in your bulletin if you would like to do that. So, Garen, 
the charge uh, to one who dedicates their life to serving God in pastoral ministry is a custom that dates back to the first century. We see examples of this in the Bible when Paul gave a divine charge to both Timothy and Titus. It is an occasion where the leaders of the church challenged the, the candidate to walk worthy of his calling. On behalf of the leadership of 12th Avenue Baptist Church and the whole church body, I charge you in the presence of God the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, to whom we will one day give account an account to, and these follow, live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Lead with all diligence. Preach the word. Be prepared, whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. Keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry that God has given you. Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker one who does not need to be ashamed or, and who correctly explains the word of truth. Be an example of, to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Focus on reading the scriptures. Encourage the believers and teach them. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teachings, stay true to, the, to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. Be kind to everyone. Be able to teach. Be patient with difficult people. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Pursue righteousness and a godly life along with faith love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Keep yourself pure so that you might be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean and you will be ready for the master to, to use you for every good work. Guard yourself and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock his church purchased with his own blood. Care for the flock that, in, that has entrust, God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly. Not for what you'll get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith. Resolve to keep your focus on Jesus the Messiah and him crucified. Preach not yourself, but Jesus the Messiah as Lord, never boasting about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus. Finally, do not neglect your spiritual gift. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourselves in yourself into tasks so that everyone will see your progress. 
if it is your desire to enter into this commitment. In the presence of the Almighty God and all who are present as witnesses, please say it is. It is. You have taken upon yourself the solemn vow of consecration to the sacred service of your Lord and Master Jesus the Messiah. I charge you, therefore, that you steward well your life and calling so that when your life work has come to an end, you may be able to say, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. May you live and serve in such a way that you will one day be welcomed into our internal dwelling with the commendation, well done, good and faithful servant. Well, church family, it's uh, been good to have rem- been, been reminded of a bucket of grace. You know, we're all here today, not because of our own leadership in our lives. I believe, and I believe this group of people believe that God is up to something in our lives. And that something is, one, to get to know Him and to walk with Him in community. And so, I get the opportunity of... While I don't know you very well, I have enjoyed the last eight months of being with you week after week, of seeing the transition that went on from a pastor who poured his life into this this community of people, into this town in central Kansas or east central Kansas, as Al poured his life in, and now the transition from Al's time with you to what I believe, and I trust many, many of you, you in this room believe, that God has clearly led that the one that's going to be the lead pastor is Garen Forsyth. You made that decision months ago. And because of Garen's faithfulness, though I just want to remind you, his faithfulness to a ministry that he'd been led to, to invest in the lives of international students, folks that come here as guests into our country, and to love them well, and there was no one to take that load, then he and I and the church leaders agreed together that I would carry the the pastoral part, the preaching part of this church for these past few months since the beginning of school. But that's now transitioning today. And so I want to remind us of what Timothy learned from Paul. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, 17 to 20, Paul was writing to Timothy about the responsibility of what goes on in Ephesus with the church. But in chapter 5, he put a little postscript in there that he'd say, Timothy, I want you to share this with the community of people that you're leading. And so I want to read that, and then I want to share four points that I believe are a challenge, a commitment, that I'm going to use the word we. You know, I've been here eight months, I didn't go through the membership class, but I sure trust that you believe that I love this body of Christ. I, I really do love you, and even though I'm going to be at a distance, I want to be a part emotionally and just aware of what's going on in this body of Christ. So I'm going to use the word we as I talk through it. So here's what Paul has to say to Timothy in 1 Timothy 5, 17-20. Let the elders who lead well be considered worthy double honor, because those who labor in preaching and teaching. For the scripture says you must not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain, and the laborer deserves his wages. Do not admit a charge against an elder except on the evidence 
of two or three witnesses. And as for all those who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all so that the rest may stand in fear. And so what Paul was trying to communicate to a group, a church just like this, of what do we do with those that God identifies as the ones that will lead and carry the load of serving this church body, first of all, is we must love them. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 13, Paul says, esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Now, Ryan, I want you to know, I have told your story, you don't know how many times as I travel across Kansas and Nebraska, about on the Sunday that you introduced Garen, where you said, you know, as the chairman of the search team, you knew about Garen, you knew that Garen sat in the back, he always had to be with these international students, he was, he was here always for first service, and that uh, Garen was a good teacher, and that when Garen taught, usually the pizza was cold after the service. Now, I want you to know that for a church to identify an insider, you did well to listen to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. As I know that, I mean, I wasn't on the search team, but I was close enough to hear the process that they were going through identifying, I think, 50 is where you started. It was a lot, a lot of potential future lead pastors that that team considered. And so that process that you've gone through as a church of one, that committee, bringing to the deacons a recommendation that it would be guaranteed to lead this church. And the deacons then unanimously agreeing, listening to them, spending time in prayer. That was not a quick decision, but deciding that Garen would be the one. And then bringing it to this church. And you all, I know that business meetings are not big, but on the night that you got together to decide as the body of Christ in Emporia, Kansas, who will be our leader, you had a very significant number of people came to give their voice. And 90% said, we believe that God is leading us to receive Garen Forsyth as our lead pastor. And so, church, as you've made that decision, the first thing I want to come back and say is that to love Garen well, to esteem that God has been leading you and him as you step into the future of where God would lead this church to go, Brother Tom, I so appreciate what you had to share about what are the ABCs of the church, and I agree wholeheartedly that it's not the attendance, it's not the building, it's not the cash. That what God wants to do with you as the body of Christ in Emporia, Kansas, is to make much about Him. And some of the times when you make much about Him, you're not going to be in the chair. This church could be about sending. I mean, look at this. I mean, what a community of people. Come through Zemporia, Kansas, and you've got a lead pastor that's got mission on his heart. And that means that he can see beyond here what God could be up to. And I just want to invite you, as you love Karen, then allow that little bit of challenge of thinking beyond here, thinking beyond this building, thinking out into the community, thinking beyond even the United States, of what the kingdom of God is becoming as the Holy Spirit uses you. First of all, love Him. Secondly, honor Him. Let the elders who lead well be considered worthy. Now, you all, you, I want to say thank you. 
because I was a guest. I've been here these eight months, but I do want to communicate. I wish I'd do this personally to say thank you of how well you do that. You honor, you show appreciation, but I was a guest. I mean, I, I got the opportunity of coming in here. You don't know me real well. I've tried, we, we're, we've grown together these last eight months, but you know Garrett. And I want you to realize the importance of the next few months of giving honor in the community and among yourselves because you can't have what it was because that's not God's plan. It's not the 12th Avenue that was. It is the 12th Avenue that God is leading into. And I believe the opportunity that you have as a community that is, that is very, it's, you touch a lot of people. And a big circle here in this part of the state plus beyond, the, cha the chance that you have to honor the leader by listening and by seeking the Lord's face. Tommy I mean, did a good job. The man's going to make mistakes. Yes, that bucket's going to, it's going to rattle and it's not going to be the way it was. You had Al, I've gotten to enjoy being here for eight months, and now you're going to get to be with Garen, who I trust is going to be here for many years. And so honoring the Lord, who's the one who leads, honoring him as you walk alongside where Garen is sensing him to lead. First of all, love him. Secondly, honor him. Third, support him by listening and following his leadership and providing for him as his, and for his family. You know, one of these is in North Carolina. Being able to love on a daughter who's a long ways away, I know about the challenge that that's going to be. Uh, listening to Garen's heart as his family's now older, and pizza delivery is one of the things he mentioned up here, using drones to deliver pizza. <laughs> As that family grows, understand what goes on in, in a home and just treat that with respect and ask questions, learn, and be supportive as you have a family that is being called into giving leadership to this whole church into the future. I, I've known Garen for a number of years because after coming home from Africa, I started working in collegiate work. So, of course, Jason... I mean, I knew Jason right away, but then began to realize that there's two ministries at Emporia State. There's what goes on with Focus and the international students and what goes on with Garen. I mean, with Jason, with Christian Challenge. And watching Garen do just what Tom talked about, take notes, ask questions, and do all that. Behind all that, there are steps of direction and leadership and action and process that Garen works on all the time. And so I just want to ask you, one, to listen, to give him a chance. But then secondly, if you sense there's maybe a direction or a decision that may have some question to it, would you be obedient to Matthew 18? And to be obedient to Matthew 18, don't spread that out in the community, but take the courage to say, Garen, can we get together? I've just got a question. And listen. Ask and Listen. And Garen, you're going to get the chance to get to work. You've not had five deacons you've, or six, however that's going to become. Those like-hearted brothers are going to walk life with you. Uh, and then just the life group leaders and the, just all the ministry that goes on with kids and youth and 
everything that this this church touches, you've got the opportunity to walk alongside of what God's doing as you give leadership to the future. So church is having that kind of a good partnership. So love him, honor him, support him, and then finally, I've already in a sense touched on it, trusting. And by trusting Garen, don't let rumor, don't let uh, negative report be spread through the community. When you hear that, stop and say, I wish you would talk to Garen. If, if that's bothering you, would you talk to Garen about that? And let's just be honest with one another that, okay, let me let you in on a secret. There's a battle going on. Today we're together as a family. This feels really good. But I will guarantee you there is spiritual warfare that wants right now at this window of what God has done in Emporia with 12th Avenue, it is now going into a chapter of vulnerability. And anything he can do, the evil one, to steal and kill and destroy what God wants to do in this community. Now is the time to let's prepare ourselves to stand together as God's people. And so, trusting the Lord to guide you as a church family into the future. Trusting Him to lead through Garen, be a listener, and do all that. I know in the next three weeks, Garen was really kind. He's, got, he's already got his outline. He knows where he's headed the next three weeks. Next week, you're going to hear him preach on being community. I mean, Garen, you look at this. I think this is the largest service I've come to be a part of at 12th. And uh, this community wants to know what it is, how can we be obedient and reflect Christ in us in Emporium and Beyond. And that's what you want to do. I commend you for your first message next week. Secondly, the next week, committed to following Jesus. If we're going to be community, then who's going to guide this thing? And I love the fact that Garen doesn't talk about anything but following him. He is the head of this church. And for us as a community of faith to listen to what Jesus has for you in a community to impact the lostness and beyond, to reflect him, that's his second. And then finally, living How do we live that kingdom life? So, Garen, I commend you where you're headed. I want to trust you. And so, church, this morning, my challenge is that you love Garen and his family. You honor him. You support him through listening and following his leadership. And finally, trusting him as he leads into the future. Brother Scott, you've got a challenge for us as a church family. Come and lead us. 12th Avenue Church family, I charge you to walk worthy of God's calling by supporting Garen's calling into the pastoral ministry of this church. On behalf of the leadership of 12th Avenue Baptist Church, I charge you in the presence of God the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, to whom we will one day give an account to. Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. Pray, asking God to help your spiritual leaders. Join them in their struggle by praying to God for them. Intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray not only for them, but for their wives and their children. Pray this way for all who are in authority. 
Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls, and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. Respect your leaders, for those who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. Honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work. Refuse to gossip or speak ill of your leaders to others. Instead, be completely humble and gentle, forbearing with them in love. Sympathize with them, treating them with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth toward your leaders, but only that which is helpful for building them up according to their needs, that it may benefit them. Accept their weaknesses and limitations, for we all have this treasure in jars of clay. If any of you ever has a grievance against them, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgive them freely, just as God through Christ has forgiven you, recognizing that we all err and stumble in this journey of faith. Further, I charge you, as Christ's body, to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Don't neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Don't just be hearers of God's word, but also doers of the word. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. Obey Jesus' new commandment to love each other just as he has loved us, for our love for one another will prove to the world that we're his disciples. Watch out for those who cause divisions. Keep away from them. Be one, just as Jesus and the Father are one. In this way, the world will believe the Father truly sent him. Let there be no divisions in the church. Rather be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Live in harmony and peaceably with each other. You are light in the Lord, so live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Do what pleases the Lord. You are the light of the world. Let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Finally, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. If it is your desire to enter into this commitment, in the presence of Almighty God, all who are present as witnesses, and Garen and Pat, please stand. You may be seated. And I'll ask Garen and Pat and those who will be praying to come to the stage, please.
gather around and lay hands on brother and sister. Please uh, join us in prayer. Father in heaven, what a what an amazing day. You who are the author of history, you the one who are who is writing the grand story and have allowed us to be part of it. We we think of the history of of this church family and how at one point in time you you brought an under shepherd and over the years you have brought other under shepherds to serve under the the great shepherd our Lord Jesus and now you have uh, brought Garen and Pat to this point in time Garen to be our under shepherd our lead pastor we ask your blessing on him we ask that your strength, Jesus, would be his strength. Your, your love would be his love. All that you are, would that be his and be shared with the rest of us? And we wait expectantly to see what you have for us in the days to come. Oh, Father in heaven, how wonderful, how wonderful you are. You planned this out. You knew about this before the creation of the world, and here we are today acting upon it, Lord. We thank you for this family. We thank you for you in, in um, infusing your life into uh, Garen and Pat and their kids, and we give you praise for that. And Lord, we lift them up today to you, a deep, deep uh, blessing, protection. They can live out all the promises that you have for them and dwell in your beautiful uh, love for them, Lord. And we uh, pray for their ministry here, Lord, that it may be great and wonderful and driven by your spirit. In Jesus' name. Almighty God, please protect Garen and his family from the evil one. May his relationship with you grow stronger as our new pastor. Let Garen never lose his focus on that priority you put on growing his marriage relationship with Pat. Be with Pat as, as, and be with Garen and Pat through all the joys and the pain, because they will be sharing them. Watch over his son and daughters. Protect their path that you have chosen for them. In Jesus' name, we pray. Father, I thank you for what you've done in Garen and Pat's life to this point. Thank you for being the faithful God that you are. Just pray that they will be courageous and they will stand for those things that you stand for. And that 
they will be faithful to lead, and we commit them to you knowing that there is no greater commitment than under you and under your direction. Just bless them and help them to wait upon you, knowing then they'll run and not be weary and walk and not faint. All because of Jesus, we love you and we love them. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the great faithfulness that you've shown our church, that you've shown all of us through this process. Lord, I pray that as we go forward from this point, as we, as Pat and Garen go forward, that we would just continue to ask for your Holy Spirit to guide us and to lead us. I pray that through that guidance, that 12th would always be a place, Lord, where, where we would be relevant and engaged and just so eager to show your great, amazing love to the world around us, Lord. We love you so much. We thank you for all that you have done here at 12th and all that you will do. Lord, it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hey, church family, we're coming to the next part, of the, towards the last of what we're going to do together. Garen and Pat, I'd like to ask you to come up here. Last week you all did a great job of saying thank you to Don and I, but this is the last thing that Don and I are going to do together. Eight months ago you asked us to walk with you as a church family, uh, Don doing really the lion's share. Uh, I would be down here on Mondays for staff meeting, but day in and day out, uh, just the work of the church. It's true, Don, plus a lot of other people, the team, but Don, you were responsible for that. I want to recognize that today. And so, Garen, there's, we've already got your bucket, and you know, I love this bucket, I mean, that puppy is really rusted out. I don't know where you found it. But, Garen, you've been around a while, friend. <laughs> and remember, keep that full of God's grace. He's the source of grace. And uh, we're going to pour into that, doing that today. But there's three other things that I want to I pass on to you. And I want, it's back there with my other iPad. We've got, there's some signatures in here today. Garen, you've heard clearly. Uh, the charge to you, you've already used this, but as you lead this church, the first thing I want to challenge you is to take his word. You, you preach his word, you use his word to guide your own heart, your family together, and then the overflow of that of guiding this, the body of Christ, to be all that he wants it to be. And you know the life of a leader, when I first started, I talked about uh, Max Dupree's definition. First thing a leader does is to define reality. And guess who the leader is? It really is the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and it's defined right there. And your challenge is going to be as you walk with this community of faith, uh, sensing what God's saying to you for them, and just walking with them. But then doing that, 
as the shepherd. And, uh, you know, that ride, <laughs> one of the members saw me this morning and said, Good night, Sap, you brought that, you're going to beat me today? Well, that rod really is to protect people, you know, using it with sheep. You protect them when they're on the cliff, where they're in tough places. And, Garen, you know, and you will know more. You, there's things you don't know that are going on in the lives of this church that you're going to get to walk with them as their shepherd and love them, pray for them, care for them, and uh, be a shepherd to the flock. But the last thing I want to give you is it goes right along with what's on the front of the bulletin today. Because, Garen, you have a passion to be a co-walker. Uh, is it a Sherpa? Is that the name? A Sherpa. Get, the, get an S-H, a Sherpa. That's someone who climbs that mountain together, making sure people get to where they need to go. And my brother, I want to give you a symbol of a backpack. And welcome to the journey. And you've done that. I, I think just the message of we want someone that knows us but to walk life with us. And 400 different lives in here that are reflecting the glory of God like the, His fingerprint, all that diversity. You know, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the journey today <laughs> of what you're going to get in on. So, friend, as, you know, the interim pastor carried it. Uh, in fact, I was here, I think you may have, no, I was with you. Al said goodbye. I was not here for that one. I think the first three that you and Jordan and Jason preached, I got to be a part of. And now today, I'm turning it over to you. So I've asked Don. Don, the mic's over there. If you grab that mic. There. Yeah, I'd like you to pray. Over this couple. Passing the staff off. Pass. Yeah, right. Works together, right? Okay, let's pray together. Father, I just want to thank you for the time that um, uh, John and I have had uh, together uh, during this interim period as Garen has moved into the position of lead pastor. I thank you that you have used it to um, bless us. Uh, Father, I thank you that, it is, I, that you have used it to um, draw us closer to members of the staff who labor here day in and day out uh, seeking to serve you and bless the people at this church. So I just thank you for the opportunity that you've given us, and with great joy and, and uh, great anticipation, we are looking forward to the new chapter that you're leading us in. Amen. Amen. And we have one coming to give a f closing prayer. I pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for allowing us to get together here to praise your name and worship you. Uh, we especially thank you for having Garen as a lead pastor of the church today. Uh, we believe that it is you who called Garen to the position. Through Garen, we want to learn where you are taking us. We want to get ready to face the changes you, you'll bring. Father, I pray for Garen, a new lead pastor. Uh, you know his heart. You know how passionate he is for you and how much he loves you. And how he has served people, and especially international students. There are so many people who got influenced by him, and I'm the one of them. Uh, you know how uh, you changed my life through him. So, you know how good servants he is. And Father, now you are calling him to new adventure in his life. 
and he says yes to you. Uh, be pleased with his obedience. And Lord, please pour out your wisdom and strength on him. But let him stay humble so he can be a good sherpa. Uh, do not let him be a sage on the stage, uh, but a guide on the side. Uh, help him fix his eyes on you all the time. Also, Father, please bless his family members. Many times, obeying to your calling requires sacrifice of other family members. We believe that you'll never forget their sacrifice. You are so good. I pray for church family. Father, we want to hear you and obey to you. With new pastor Garen, we want to do our best to live our lives as Jesus followers. We want to be good soldiers of Christ Jesus. Help us obey to our leaders. Let us stay teachable. Let us work we do in our daily lives. Help us believe all the changes that will be in the future is from you. Father, also please bless John, who has served the church as the pastoral position for the last eight months. He has obeyed to you, and he has just completed what you asked him. Now you are leading him to the next step of his life. Wherever he goes and whatever he does, we believe that you take care of him and you have plans for him. Father, with 12th Avenue Church is facing some changes and adventures you are calling to. We want to trust you and follow you. Show us where you are working and let us join you. We are excited to see how you are going to use us for your kingdom. And above all things, let us love each other and be united in Jesus Christ. With new leader and changes, sometimes we may feel hard to agree with everything. Help us remember that. Enmity, fits of anger, uh, dissensions, divisions are some of the works of the flesh, what Satan's like. However, love covers a multitude of sins. Father, please help us love each other all the time in any situation. We love you, Father. Uh, pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. So, church, I get to do the last benediction. Found a passage in 2 Corinthians 13 that I think is very fitting, so I'd like you all to stand. Paul writes to this church, I think the message would be for us today, 2 Corinthians 13, 11. Finally, brothers, rejoice. Aim for restoration. Comfort one another. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Go and be the church. You're dismissed. And Garen, join me at the door.